Scratchcast, the real Scratchcast podcast, and probably the only thing we actually do. This is now with the Tetris Dork, and joining with me are Don East. Don? Hello? I'm introing, I'm introing you. I'm, hel- I'm saying hello. <laughs> okay. Also joining me this week are Dragon Peace. It's good to be back. Sketch. Hey. And also, guess, uh, Marquis. Oh my stars! And that was disturbing. And, uh, fuck. Yes. That's the and so that voice you heard is the return of Cheddar. Yeah, I'm finally here for once. <laughs> And today we are going to dis- join us for a potent discussion about two superhero blocks that they viewed as somewhat within a month of each other. Of course, I'm talking about Cartoon Network's DC Uni- Nation and Disney XD's Marvel Universe. They each got, they're each about an hour long, although Marvel Universe is like an hour 15. Both feature two. Start off with two new shows on DC Nation. It's the Green Lantern and the uh, Marvel Universe's Ultimate Spider-Man. They cap, cap off with veteran team shows in DC Nation. It's Young Justice and Marvel Universe Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And both have fun existential shorts splattered throughout. And we're here to discuss the pretty much almost two months of DC Nation and the past month of DC of Marvel Universe. And let's just get started with the DC Nation, the first show on DC Nation, Green Lantern the Animated Series. Beware my power. And it's in 3D, and it's in 3D CG. That's probably the most controversial aspect of the show. The fact that it's DC's first attempt at 3D CG. And it's based around Bruce Timm's designs. Which admittedly doesn't really translate that well, as some other designs would. Yeah, it's... It looks good in motion, but when we first saw the images, it looks like, ugh. <laughs> oh, yes, I remember. We have we discussed this on a Comic-Con podcast, right? I think. Yeah, we did oh, on the comic I think on the um, San Diego one, I believe. <sighs> and maybe on the um, NYCC one. But when we watched the pilot, one-hour pilot back in November, which aired as two separate episodes for the first two weeks of DC Nation, we, I think we all came to a consensus that it wasn't that bad. Plotting was decent. Yeah, the animation... Oh, it's quite good. Yeah. It wasn't a total train wreck. Uh, um, yeah, I'll be honest... It took a while for the actual animation to grow on me, but other than that, it's a pretty 
Sunshell. I'm not going to say it's great on the level of Young Justice, but I think it manages to be fun like Thundercats without being kind of stupid like Thundercats. <laughs> I would say Thundercats is, is that stupid. So, um, I, I feel like I think we need to establish everyone holds back when it can clearly do better. I have to admit that the resolution for that trials one could have be handled a lot better. I think the reason why a lot of people don't like Thundercats is simply because. It started with an amazing pilot, and then and it just kind of not fulfilled yeah. what the pilot was promising. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving off from back on topic, let's just look at the general plot line of Lantern. And, uh, Don, you want to do it? Oh, of course. Green Lantern. Or should I let uh, let Nathan, I'm the big Green Lantern fan. Green Lantern, the anime series, is the much-anticipated solo flight of the Green Lantern as DC animation. Friends is that Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, and Kilowog are are traveling through space on this, and a Green Lantern spaceship with a sentient AI named Aya, clever, pretty much spending most of it traveling the world in hopes of finding new allies for the corpse war against the of a rising faction known as the Red Lanterns. Along the way, they end up forming a sort of uneasy alliance with Razor, a made series character who is a Red Lantern. One thing to be most talking about about these Red Lanterns is that in the comics the Red Lanterns were well, how to put this uh, one way to describe it is that they're filled with rage and puke blood. Compare that to the uh, Red Lanterns presented on the show, which are more... So they're basically the 90s distilled into comic book characters? Yeah. But it's made in the late... But made alive in the mid to late 2000s. Thank you, Jeff Johns. Because Jeff Jeff Johns likes blood. Yeah. uh, of course, the reason why the Red Lanterns are the antagonists is because due to some of DC's infamous corporate embargo, it's prevent Sinestro from appearing in the first season since, you know, that Green Lantern movie thing that happened. But uh, anyway, uh, so, so far, I, I've rather enjoyed the show. I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like one. I just don't think it's a good show for like the morning time because I just always fall asleep while watching. I don't it, know if anyone else has this problem. No, I don't know. I, 10 a.m. is actually I, kind I of my sweet up. spot because I wake up halfway through Thundercats, and I don't know, usually I'm losing by 10. Yeah, but the problem is like me who wake. Up at 9.55 this morning just to anticipate watching this week's episode, so the Green Lantern Young Justice, but fell asleep and woke up around 10.45. Mm. 
So I managed to watch just watch the match, watch the short that came after. Woke up in time for the DC Nation short for that block app, and then just turned it to Superhero Squad on the hub before going into Legend of Core on next. But like, but then again, it's like, hey, I have a West Coast feed, but. I think this is also one of the many problems of DC Nation as a block in general is the fact that it doesn't get re-aired a lot. Like, the only other time to watch it, unless you have West Coast feeds or East Coast feeds, is, to- is Sunday at, ten- at the exact same time. But, you know, considering its action on Cartoon Network, getting an extra repeat slot's pretty generous. Yeah. Who knows <laughs> if we give that away to fucking... Level up. Well, actually, all all action shows now do have repeats though on Saturday on Saturday and Sunday mornings. So. Even Thundercats. Yeah, but yeah, it's like the exact same block on the next day. Well, that's convenient. Convenient, but but you kind of want you know like a Saturday afternoon type thing or Sunday afternoon. I, mean, I don't see why they don't Saturday do it on evening, perhaps. No, oh, but they had to air the flex. With that annoying ass Asian kid. <laughs> you can move the flex up an hour. Um, speaking of, like, what are some of y'all's favorite? Anyone else have any opinions on the Green Lantern show? Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, um, never mind. Go Dragon Oh, alright. Um, like, um, I was watching the newest episode. thought it was pretty cool. Like, I was reading the New 52 comic, um, and they actually showed, um, what's Hal Jordan's girlfriend's name? Kale Fair. Alright, so you know how she got a ring this episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I thought that was pretty cool, because, like, they just showed her with a ring in the New 52 comics, so I like how they're kind of... Well, actually, she's that's always, nothing... I, I know, she always... She's always known as Sapphire, even before, like, they decided to, like, back before Hal Jordan went... Not so in the game Parallax. Carol Ferris did become a star, come Star Sapphire, a Green Lantern villain. But or, it, they didn't put in the whole love thing, though. So yeah, you know still, what, like, what Jeff Johns came in and decided, hey, still Lantern. I like the idea. I love it too. I I love it. It adds more to the mythos. And I mean, Jeff Johns' like, Green Lantern is some of the best things, one of my favorite things to read. I love it, too. Um, I collected you. I collected most of Blackest Night. Damn, it looks like a long-ass series. And I, I kind of like also like how the Red Lantern um, is like a main character. Like, I was expecting him to just be like a villain that would get killed off somehow. In the middle, yeah. he's actually turning out to be pretty interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah. Razor is pretty interesting. Like the Razors are anti-heroes. They just have a lot. They're doing everything in the name of good. It's just they have beef with the Guardians, and as we learned in the comics, the Guardians are mostly a bunch of dicks. Yep. <laughs> of course, Atrocitus is not really winning points in terms of sympathy, since you know he. Uh. was responsible for killing Razor's lady friend. Oh, yeah, and as revealed in this week's episode, spoilers, 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 
I have um, physical construct. Looks like um, said lady friend. But that was because she, of that time when uh, she went into Razor's mind. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't get why it took him that long to realize that. No kidding. I mean, I realized it right away. Same here. I did it. So I'm the Razor. Of this that I really Another like thing that I don't get here. is why is it that whenever they go to planets and Razor's there and he's in the Red Lantern costume, and he's like, oh, shit, there's a Red Lantern. They're just like, oh, cool. I mean, I know some of the planets probably don't know who the Red Lanterns are, but I would assume that some of them would. It just it just seems odd. Just saying. Speaking of, it's like when I went to, um, I believe it was uh, two episodes ago, an episode or two ago, when they went to the um, Red Lantern um, home loading traveling world, it's pretty much like their home base is now just like one traveling terra venture, for the lack of a better term. Lost Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's weird seeing Blees for the first time in that cart in the anime series. It's the way that she looks is just, eh. again, it's the whole aspects of it being 3D CG and Bruce Tim designing it. I mean, I don't know. I think Tim's designs actually work pretty well in CG in that they're very simplistic and kind of very blocky, almost like sculptures. Yeah. It's just that for some of us, we grew up with um, things like Superman 64. Yeah. <laughs> does not bring back cheerful memories. Where Bruce Timm's designs got mutilated with the N64 engine. No, uh, not bat- I remember the Batman game. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Vengeance, I believe? Yeah. I played that, and I enjoyed playing it. Yeah. But while, we're, while we're talking about other Bruce shows real quick, um, would you guys think this would be like a good fit for... the? Okay, you guys already know what I'm talking about. The DCAU? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you consider this, like, part of it? No. 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 This no. Is, it's kind I, of... It's because Hal did it, and I... Pretty much the only time Hal appeared in the DCAU was because of the timeline getting all skewed. Yeah, like, the Superman animated series began with Kyle Rayner Green Lantern, then Justice League had John Stewart Green Lantern, because they needed a black guy, and I'm not kidding on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. And, he, he suited the role better than Hal would have anyway. Yeah. And plus it was still before Hal was redeemed. Because it was, when Justice League debuted, it was still Kyle and the, Kyle being the only Green Lantern in town. Though, because of the Justice League cartoon, Jon Stewart did regain his legs and his powers as Green Lantern. He even became a member of the League. Mm-hmm. And he's still a part of the... Like, even in the comics, there are still now four Earth Green Lanterns. Hal, Kyle... But he's oh, not really God. on the League yet. Hey, guy. Well, as we know, Earth gets into a lot of trouble. Speaking of, like, 
Probably one of my favorites is when they, with the um, Living Planet episode. Yeah, Mogo. <laughs> Mogo is St. Mm. Paul. Well, is this the episode where, like, um, where, like Hal was on one side and Kilowatt was no, on no, another? No, 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 no. Yeah. It was when they encountered those um, bad guys that took the ship. It turns out, like, they're trying to find who's the Green Lantern, but then the end turns out the planet is the Green Lantern because it's Mogo, the living planet. Mm-hmm. Oh. And also, Razor had a talk with St. Walker, the the who is the Blue Lantern in the comics. And that was a pretty cool scene. It was just like, St. Walker's like, hey! Let me do something. Let me just say something. Unfortunately, I missed that scene because I'm not, I had to go real bad. Ugh. Mm. That's what they call a DVR. Um, of my DVR. I gotta say that I really appreciate that this show isn't pulling punches. I, there, there's some darker stories in here, and there's yeah, I, I am actually and they don't dance around the concepts, and I, you know, that's great. It's kind of curious that they're running this on Saturday mornings, all things considered. But I appreciate a superhero show that you know doesn't pretend that people don't get hurt. Yeah. Is it me, or is, is there, like, a huge part of, like, feminines, like, a lot of female leads in, like, in episodes, like, um, we saw, and, like, pretty much every episode, there's a woman that needs to be saved, or a woman who's, like, the lead focus of a planet. I, I just noticed that. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, let's, well, okay, let's first it's kind of a ladies' man. Well, I mean, yeah. they are kind of answering, like, galactic 911 calls. Yeah. Yeah. But like I think it's only like only a few episodes that did it. Like how these a uh, female character is centric beyond just Aya. Um mm-hmm. let's see, there's the most recent Star Sapphire episode, which actually kind of gives me a little bit of reminders of what the Am- how the DCU in you is treating the Amazons now. That's not a good setting. Yeah. Looking fine. Um, they put, they put hey. that in crystal sketch. That's not the editors that. are women. I don't. The people who decided that are women. I don't care. It doesn't but matter. They die. <laughs> um. Then there was the previous episode, which introduced a um. Kilowog getting a romantic relationship. Um, then there was the episode where, um... The moment that was, uh... The chick with the jousting. Yeah, that was a well-written episode. Mm-hmm. Which introduced uh, a female Green... Another... A new Green Lantern for that show. no less, who, by the way, is from the comics. Mm-hmm. And from the looks of the next... Of the, um, teaser for next week... It looks like they're probably maybe going back to that world. Hmm. I know all... there's going to be an episode involving the Santa, the Santa Galleons. Yeah. Um, From the WonderCon and... footage. Mm-hmm. 
and what else? There's still a possibility of Sinestro coming back. Coming Not until season two. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. uh, because of the Green Lantern movie, they did some... Lawyers. Yeah. Is, is the season two confirmed yet, or... What? Well, there's another 13 episodes after this 13. So, yeah. And 13 plus 13 is 26. There's bound to be a second season. Yeah. If it's doing good in the ratings, it, it's going to be renewed. So, what do you think to, like, be where the Batman's probably going to, um, like, replace Young Justice then, since that only is, like, 20 episodes more? I, I have a feeling it will. I don't want it to, but I think it will. It's the cost because of Greg Weisman. It, it's, kind of, it's kind of an unspoken rule in the industry that Greg Weisman needs to get fucked. Like, whatever show he's working on, he needs to get fucked. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's, let's transition now. Instead, I'm going to deviate a bit from the um, what I previously said we were going to go through, so let's just transition now over to Young Justice, which I believe now has the most consistent airing it had since ever. Yeah. Yeah. It looks to be running for 15 weeks. You know, it actually would have been perfect to have a hiatus right before season one back in January and just now start in March because it would have fit so much perfectly for the season two premiere. Oh, tell me about it. It would, but again, it is Cartoon Network. It is Time Warner. Cartoon Network doesn't Sometimes work. Sometimes a monkey can run the company better. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, At least we're getting good new promotion now since, um... Um, um, Toonami, um, I forgot his name. Jason DeMarco. Yes. Yeah, I got promoted. Promotion. I don't know. Got the one he's done. 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 He's he is in charge because of the PR. I'm not going to lie. Adult Swim. The idea of DeMarco being in control of basically all of Cartoon Network's PR stuff kind of makes me giddy. He's also in oh, charge yeah. of the PR on Adult Swim now. I believe that's the... Which means that it might actually happen up front. <laughs> <laughs> up front, you mean party? Besides the whole fact that their upfronts are just parties? Yeah, like an upfront that actually has some meat to it. Instead of being party! Instead of party, 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 we're gonna have a party! It's party time, it's party time, no, 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 party time. I mean, I've gotta admire how upfront that, uh, I have to admire how direct Adult Swim is. They literally just have giant banners that say, we want your money, put Jay-Z on the stage, and they just let the cash flow in. Yes. That's honesty. <laughs> Not particularly informative, but it's honesty. Yeah. Does everyone really do that? I think yeah. it's mostly because they built up a brand at this point where they can pretty much say, you know what we do, we don't need to tell you. And if you don't know, then you're obviously not full of money. I'll be right back, guys. I gotta right. do something. Okay, so, should we hold off the Young Justice discussion from me? 
Alright, wait, so did, like, they actually get money for, like, doing that, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Upfront is all about kiss, is about appeasing advertisers. Hmm. And getting... Yeah, what so I'm going to say is, hey, we got Family Guy and Robot Chicken still. Give us your money. <laughs> I mean, wow. yeah, pretty much as long as you can give them the impression that you're basically a functioning network that has money to blow on expensive concerts, they'll say, oh, wow, you guys have Jay-Z money? Well, then, obviously, we feel safe in advertising on your network. It's just like it depends on certain networks. Like, ES on how they make their money. I mean, I don't know. From what I've heard, pretty much most networks do this nowadays instead of a traditional thing. Yeah, oh, the I think they just re- I think they realize that you can get pretty much that information on a press release, and that now advertisers are looking more for the experience. Yeah, and but secretly they're probably just doing it so they can have a free party. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll totally we'll totally consider advertising on your network. Considering the most. Cable networks make their money off of carriage fees. Like ESPNs, like their entire money, all their like most of their money is from the fact that cable and satellite companies pay like three to five bucks, maybe even more per customer for ESPN and the band of networks. And that allowed ESPN to justify Hey, let's just blow a billion dollars on Monday Night Football. Not just not the production, just having the right. Don, you back? Well, <sighs> uh, so let's just discuss on uh, for the Young Justice. Young Justice. Justice. Okay, I also want to before we move on to Young Justice, I want to mention something about action cartoons. The fact that they're not getting like their credit sequences have been reduced to less than thirty seconds. Yeah, and if you don't, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people are kind of pissed about this, but I don't really care because I feel like. I, I don't know. I've never been that big on opening sequences. Like, maybe once, but I'd rather they just get on with the show. It's, yeah. for, for example, like, watching anime, like, I can watch the opening sequence once, but after that, I just skip it uh, all the time. Anime opening sequences are too long. Like, yeah, that's especially that one, one Piece opening where it was so long, they eventually had to stop doing closing credits. Because they just crazy, been crazy rainbow star. <laughs> well, considering like example, Legend of Korra, where it was, where even like Avatar: the Last Airbender, it was its entire opening credit sequence is just narration. That last, it's it is a lot. With Legend of Korra, it's like earth, fire, air, water. Only Avatar can save the world. I'm gonna call it a pile of 
I mean, really, all we have to do for that show is just say, hey, you've seen the first show, you know you want to see this. That's all I have to do. So, But it's like, sometimes, though, like the opening credit sequence could be like, you know, promoting epicness or a little bit of fan wankering. Like, I like the... I like the, um, in Green Lantern, I like the whole, like, orchestral bit, opening bit. I wish it was longer. I mean, I don't know. I just feel that- like, uh, if you need to show that you're awesome, do it in the actual show instead of the opening credits. Where there's so many examples of, like, 80s shows that suck because they spent all their effort in making... A good credit sequence, cough, cough, Thundercats. Uh, yeah, cough, cough, uh, let's just say G.I. Joe. With that said, though, the Young Justice opening theme really sucks. It, it just sucks. Like, I can't, I've seen that show so many times, but I can't even recall a single note from the opening theme. It's just the most generic orchestral superhero sounding Sounding no, it's orchestral techno, I believe, I think. Yeah, I, I don't really think it was that bad, but, I mean, it would have been cool to like, see a The regular too. show theme is catchier. Let that sink in. No, it's like this. Which, which credit sequence is faster? Young Justice or Lost? Lost, Lost yeah. theme song is catchier. <laughs> At least it's better than Ultimate Spider-Man, which has none. Like, I didn't even know it had a theme song until, like, the it, I caught a, a airing of it outside of the Marvel Universe blog, and they actually aired the, the theme. Oh, so they don't the show theme. the openings at all. Wait, Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man does have a theme? Yeah, if, I caught it once. It's like a rock thing. I, wow, wait, why did they shorten it then? They, you mean put it to non-existence? At least out of all of them, Ultimate Spider-Man had no music. Oh, music! Like I mean, I I always assumed the opening theme for USM was just Man of Action sharding all over the microphones. And I have returned. We have a dr- good. We spent an entire. We delayed the Young Justice discussion so we can <coughs> talk about opening se- action opening sequences being less than thirty seconds. Oh my God! I hate that. I am. So, no, I, back I, to young. I, I enjoy a catchy opening sequence. I, I feel it is a dying art. And it's sad that I've seen web shows that do much at a 11 minutes length do a better intro. If it's something yeah, like but see, I always get that on a web show because it's it's just totally unnecessary. It doesn't really add anything. It just feels like to me filler. Well, I think you can. I grew up in the 80s. A good intro reels in the viewers. Yeah, now how many shows in the 80s had a good intro and a shitty everything else? Um, Firecats being one of them, as we've hmm. already mentioned. But, uh, I don't know. I just expect something longer, <laughs> more interesting than just showing the freaking logo. And it's like, Got the anti-thesis for you. The Batman animated series opening. 
Yeah. Yeah, but you see, the thing about that was everything about that show was great. No, it wasn't. Christmas it was Joker on Leslie Wings. I've got a Batman in my basement. Okay, it that really have... wasn't a bad episode. On Leather Wings was cool. Come on. It was a weak ass episode. Come on, you know the best episode of Batman is Critters. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Moving on. Let's discuss Young Justice, or the, let's just say, episodes that aired before Invasion and Invasion, which debuted today. Um, oh, Young Justice is a show that my that a really strange opinion on. Yeah, yours is like evolving from I hated it to I'm enjoying it. I don't know right what my deal is. I I don't know what what came over me. I maybe it was just uh initial rage at the fact that despite being called Young Justice, a named after saying the same name as a team from D C comics that was me in the nineties. That was lots of fun. And the thing with his eyes and the prospects saying, oh my god, finally. Another cartoon was Tim Drake. In the prospects. Oh. Yes, now the cast has uh, basically shifted to that team that people were expecting in the first place. Actually, no, I'm not even remembering anything up. But anyway. I figured you did, didn't like Megan at, the, at first. I didn't like any character except. Awful lad. Then I don't know. I, and he's gone now. I thought the show was honestly pretty consistent. There was a little lull in the middle, but as soon as they got over the whole episode formula of Wait. oh, we found this normal thing, but maybe it's not so normal. But let's send our B guys to do it. Wow, there's actually something really crazy going on. But we solved it. We solved the problem, and the day is saved. And then, no, but you see, it was our plan to fail. This was, it was part of the light's plan. And I don't know. Once they got rid of that, it was like stick, twist I think twist. the show really improved. I don't know. I got hit. Yeah. Hey, let's just throw in one more twist at the end. Just yeah. Of course. Then I mean, honestly, I know people fall head over heels about films that do that. But honestly, I don't like that. The villains where they'll lose all the time, but they'll make them seem more competent than they actually are by saying, oh no, you see, it was my plan to do that. Like, I totally didn't humiliatingly lose to you. This was just part of something that we're setting up later. David, well, I want... I said... Now, let me explain. Uh, when the show was back later, late last year, though, I started to actually like the episodes, and then came Homefront, where I really enjoyed it. Wait, what was that episode about again? Uh, the one where Robin and Artemis end up in the base, and they're having to survive. Oh, yeah. I was actually engaged in the story. I was less intrigued by the mystery, and I really had some moments of pesos for Artemis, how she was 
really breaking, kind of, you know, cracking under the pressure, because she's still new. In fact, I think Artemis is my favorite character. Isn't she, like, like mainly created for the uh, show? It's a lot of Well, it's her origin in the comics. Her origin in, DC, in this show, it's like, her parents are Sportsmaster and Huntress. So from the comics, they just kind of went into this. I'm sure this is a cool... Pre-crisis or post-crisis? Post... Shit, I don't even know. they had a kid? I don't know. I'm not a DC reader. Most. Uh, I'm not sure if it was... Oh, I know how she's jump right now. Uh, Sportsmaster was... Let me just look this up real quick, because I don't... Let's see. Sportsmaster, let's use the name DC, blah, 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 blah. Odd. A child name who became the sort of... Yeah, the Golden Age Huntress, Paula Brooks. Ah! Then there's a lot of Huntresses. Mm-hmm. Didn't know there was a Golden Age Huntress. I thought the Huntress began with Paula Wayne, and then she got recognized. Daughter also. Um, Huntress. Okay. Um, pre-crisis, she is Paula Wayne is Bruce Wayne and Catwoman's daughter from Earth Two. She was retconned out of yeah, Crisis of Infinite Earths, and was repl- and the character of the Huntress was replaced by. Pona Bernelli, a monster daughter. And apparently as part of New 52, it's back to just being Helena Wayne. Oh, oh, oh not just that, but apparently Bernelli did exist, but is dead now, and Helena Wayne took her identity. Fuck you, Paul Levitz! And I mean, from what I heard, they did it in such a dick way, too. Like, they didn't even show the death. They just it's opened like, up oh, an issue saying, like, oh, yeah, she died off screen. It pissed me off. I'm like a, I'm like a birth of a prey fan. Come on. Let's, let's just spin the face of those guys. Yeah. Why does DC hate its fans? <laughs> that is your opinion. I don't even know if it hates its fans. Maybe the people who are complaining have, have some complex... Problems of their own. <laughs> I mean, DC isn't malicious. It's just slow. It's run by idiots. It's run by man-children. And I think anyone who's legitimately mad should try to take over, to try to do an uprising and take over. I mean, I'm not going to have the comic industry. It's just one of the most ridiculously messed up and childish industries out there. Like, I can't even believe just all this inside office politics shit that goes on there. Like, why can't they just, you know, come up with a successful business model, stick to it, and not include personal shit, like the whole... Because that can never, ever, ever, ever happen. Spider-Man wedding bullshit. That's because that will never, ever, ever, ever happen. That is the way the perfect as advertised like, by Wall I'm just asking for Marvel and DC to not be run by literal children. I don't think it's much to ask for. Oh, the only <laughs> thing I can be believed now is that within the next decade, though, the people who grew up grew up on stuff like 
Young Justice and Cassandra Cain's Batgirl will try to take over the company and, and restore to that status quo. Which will, eh, who knows. By that time, we'll be reliving the decade of the um, 2000s. All right, and let's go back to the actual cartoon, Young Justice. Yeah, let's do. I'm, I so want to get back on topic because, hey, Young Justice, is it interesting? No, yeah, but let's discuss about other stuff. So let's um, discuss about the character relationships first, like um, Superboy and Miss Martian. Yeah, I, w- I actually liked them as a couple. Yeah, well, they... I well, not anymore. Well, can I just say the scene between them before I'm like, forced pairings are forced. Yes, because... In fact, coincidentally, like, about the same time I started liking the show is after they hooked up. I honestly didn't because like they just started making it out way too randomly and forced. Like in the episode um where all the freeze villains came back. Yeah, yeah, that episode. They just like made out when I thought they were brother and sister. It was just really creepy. I don't yeah. know. I, I like the fact that Miss Mar yeah, how they also treated uh, Miss Mar Martian and how she, you know, came to be on Earth. That she was a, once the White Martian. Oh, yeah. I saw that coming a mile away. Everybody saw that a mile away. Anyone who read the comics, that is. Yes. Because I didn't even know Power Girl was pregnant at a t- time in DC. I'm hearing the Rocket may be pregnant this season. I don't know. Uh... I know another thing I felt was kind of false was Artemis and Kid Flash. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what happened to Kid Flash? He wasn't in the season premiere at all. Remember, Artemis wasn't. Kid Flash and Artemis were, yeah, they were not, not, not their invasion. And I mean, I get maybe, like, there's some kind of twist to their characters oh, that oh, we're not I supposed think I know to know yet. I bet they're on a mission. I bet Bailey Allen's dead and Wally's I mean, I, I mean, I know why Aqualad's specifically not in the season premiere. I don't want to get into it because it's spoilers. Oh, okay. Isn't he like a... I'm just... Never mind. I don't know if I'm right, so I'll just... Uh, we don't know entirely for sure. Okay, no bother. Like, like, or feels like, considering they had like around twenty, considering they had around twenty different characters in the season premiere, it felt like they could have at least included those. You know, just yeah, saying this is doing right now. But when you have like multiple characters, you do generate like a feelings of eh, because you're trying to develop everybody. Yeah, I felt I felt they were doing too much. Like they had two different teams. No, more than two teams. You had one team, the other team. You had the Justice League. You had the third team. You had like four teams. It didn't really feel like any of them really had a chance to like breathe and develop yeah. themselves. Yeah, I can't be the only one. It really should have been an hour long. I can't be the only one who thought Bad Girl and Wonder Girl was like a terrible team up. They're getting owned in their first mission that we saw, man. Which is Lobo. The main man. Lobo. 
Why do you put up two teenage girls against Lobo? That's yeah, Zach decision. One with invisible it, armor, and one who's a bat assassin. Not really. I, I don't know why I said that. But yeah. Let's see, you have Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, and Cassie, Wonder Girl. Yeah, surprisingly, it went with Cassie. Why not? Well, it's five years later. Well, considering that he <coughs> could have probably introduced Donna Troy. That's what I meant. Well, yeah, the whole fact five years later, and Donna Troy would be around the same age as Nightwing, which was the former Rock, which was the Robin from season one of Young Justice. He's aged up. Oh, yes. And that Have you noticed? Robin for. Have you well, noticed? I should point out that uh, Cassie was romantically involved with Superboy at one point. And now that can happen. Yes. She's currently oh, okay. in the comic book. Coincidence? I think not. Although it'll be creepy because uh, Superboy's body at this point in invasion is like five years older. Like, that's never been a problem five years earlier when he was dating McGann, who was, like, old in Martian, like, old due to Martian like aging. ancient. Like, ancient. I think she was oh, only, yeah. like, 40 or something. But I don't know, maybe, even, maybe she's a cougar. I don't know. Also, um... Superboy was doing drugs. Roid rage. Yes. That yep. explains it. The I feel like I they in... did the reveals of those secrets a little too fast. Yeah, the fact that you know, Connor is... Yeah, what I kind of like exactly. about the reveal is that uh, they basically, throughout the entire season, they just give different people... Who's the mole? And then when they reveal, it's like, you want to know who the mole is? It's all of them. Which, that was just kind of the funny subversion of Greg Wiseman usually choosing the least possible, least suspected person by simply saying, yeah, I'm going to choose the obvious answer. I'm going to choose all of them. Or, but in the end, it turns out to be Roy. Which is what we all expected all along. You know, something interesting I found in the show, like in interviews with um, Wiseman, he, he kept saying Robin will eventually become the leader at the, by the end of the season. You know, he really didn't. Aqualad still was, like, the leader. I no. Just find that. Well, I mean, he's the leader now. Robin is the leader. I know. Well, he said at the end that, well, never mind. Yeah, I don't know. Although, what was the, your thought of the 16-hour twist in which it was revealed that, you know, when everyone was brain, the entire Justice League was brainwashed, everyone except um, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, um, John Stewart, Hawker, Hawkwoman, and um, who was the sixth other? Martian Manhunter? It was changed to the characters from the original Justice League cartoon. That's kind of a coincidence. They were all not accounted for for 16 hours. 
the They went back to the DCAU during those hours. But it was revealed they were like epic around on like a planet. And Flash wasn't there because that was Wally. Yeah, that is kind of clever. Yeah. Well, you know, as far as uh, schemes to move forward humanity's evolution, it makes a lot of sense. Go mess around with some alien planets and see what happens. Uh, Okay, uh, let's just... um, Anyone have any other opinions on Young Justice? Um, I'm excited (laughs) Tim Drake's on there now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It remains to be seen how well this time skip's going to work out. Is it going to be a good time skip, like Naruto to a certain extent and how they handle the time skip? Oh, it's going to be like going to God's like, oh, these characters are dating now. This person wants to be a teacher. Why? Fuck you, time skip. And we're doing it all, cramming it all within a period of ten episodes. Well, I got to say, I'm a lot more interested in buying the video game now. Yes. Um. Um, Supposedly gonna fill in some of the gap. Yeah. Um. Better be good. Wait, has is the com- is the comic on hiatus or something like um? Yeah, or, it's still going. It's it gonna... the animated comic. The, the comic is still ongoing. So is it still set in the past or is it? I don't know yet. We'll I got the solicitations. CBR DC June. I hope they don't just jump straight <laughs> to five years forward in the comic, too. Oh, that would be stupid. Yeah, they could like, use the comics to like, explain what goes on in between the five years. Yeah, because that's what the key yeah. I have to imagine this is a uh, five-minute Vietti's gamble that, you know, they, as much as they say, oh, we think we're going to get lots of seasons, I think they knew that if they wanted to tell this, the way they wanted to, had to jump years forward. Yeah, why is the news going to get screwed, so? Um, yeah, okay, I'm, about, I'm about to move on to the next topic. Of, um, oh. About to move on and jump to the next topic at hand, the Marvel Universe section. And we have to begin with Ultimate Spider-Man, which I believe... Which sucks. Before we move on, I just want to say, um, before we move on, I just want to say about Young Justice, um, that they're still in the past, so, yeah. In the comic. That yes. they'll still be in the past according to, like, the July solicitation. Yes, the up May to their... Yeah. yeah, in the latest comic, they're facing Gorilla City. So, yeah. Okay, next month's yeah. comic is... Um, is that issue 15? I forgot. Or... The May solicitations. Right. Also, oh. yeah, also, right, I think, I remember last week I, like, marathon, marathon the last five episodes on DBR, and it flows much better than just having, like, way a week for each episode. So I think yeah, it might do good on TV and stuff. I like to call that the tsunami stripping theory, in which shows kind of work better 
if you strip them or marathon them, then, you know, just. I really, really hope Cartoon Network strips the first season of Young Justice this summer. They probably won't, but I really hope they do. Um, okay, uh, yeah, about to lose Spongy, who was about to talk about Ultimate Spider-Man. Ugh. Can you um, type up reasons why it doesn't suck, Spongy? Because from all... Well, I'm about to explain this, because from all the pre-talk we were doing, it seems like a good bit of most of it, y'all, of us around, around kind of don't like... Like um, Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, Spongy44 has, has said, and I'm quoting, I like Ultimate Spider-Man because I like the rap and humor and how fun it is. There, I said it. Oh, boy. Yeah, and this is the most radical thing. It's because, wow, Ultimate Spider-Man is just going to the lighthearted extreme. Almost to a lighthearted extreme. The jokes it makes Spider-Man and his amazing friends seem light. It makes Spider-Man and his amazing friends seem gritty. Yeah. <laughs> I was still Why don't we talk about the positive parts first? Instead of uh, Agent Coulson's in it. Agent Coulson's in it. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, they got uh, J.K. Simmons as Jameson, and that's the best part of the movies. That was the best part of the movies. Yeah, and have no. Clark Coulson and J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah. Yes, it is all cool. That's like what everyone said. But before I ex- continue further, let me explain about Ultimate Spider-Man. This is what Marla said to be their first real attempt at doing a Spider-Man cartoon in-house. Even though technically, I believe it's still produced by film romance. It's the first Spider-Man cartoon it's with first Marvel DNA. Yeah, it's Marvel DNA. Jack Loeb, who Whatever is the that. running of Marvel Animation, is or Marvel TV is one that show run one that is involved in it. Joe Casada is involved in it. Brian Michael Bendis, who created the Ultimate Spider-Man comic, that was as loosely, loosely, loosely based around this. Cartoon is a is a creative consultant, and the two main key elements of this cartoon, in terms of the production cat side of things, are Paul Dini, who created Batman the Anime, co-created Batman the Anime series and the DCAU, and Man of Action, who created Ben Ten and Generator Rex. <coughs> this seems like a slam dunk in terms of action jet talent alone. But yeah, Paul Dini writing. Yeah, Paul no. Dini's writing. Yeah, he's writing. Yeah. Hmm. Which episodes have you has he written so far that has aired? The first Hold one. Also. I'm hoping none of them. <laughs> he wrote the first one. Oh, oh, that was like the worst. That I I only watched one episode. Yeah, how dare you, Paul Dini? Yeah, so Paul Dini yeah, pretty much wrote. Uh, Paul Dini wrote. Paul Dini wrote over the edge. That, that I 
Him writing this, I'm not surprised. I fucking hate that episode. <laughs> Let's see, man. Come at me, bro! Yeah. Well, he wrote great, yeah, okay. time, very responsible pilot. Um, Doom was written by Man of Action, which introduced Dr. Doom to this. Um, Venom was written by Man of Action, James Felder. Uh, Fly of the Iron Spider was written by Man of Action, and the upcoming episode for tomorrow, Why the Gem, is written by Joe Fallon and Man of Action. And the, uh, we don't know who writes the next two episodes, Exclusive and Back in Black, but um, Brian Michael Bendis will write Freaky, which will introduce um, Wolverine, Sabretooth, and Mesmerum into the lineup. But, um, I, li- I like, I won't be the one of the few people who actually do defend it. Um, Good luck. Yeah, um, hold on. Ukari, can you type up, I know you're with us in spirit, but can you type up, um, did you like um, Ultimate Spider-Man so I can, if you like it at all? My precursor is I don't hate it, but I don't really like it. Um, Drake Bell is a horrible Spider-Man. I don't know why he still acts. I don't... I'm kind of indifferent towards Drake Bell. I'm indifferent towards Drake Bell. I think this show is just a series of indifferences. Like, I like certain elements. I love... You know, Jay Jonah and um, and Agent Coulson being in it. I I like I like the power fit. I like power fit being in it. I like him being all zen like and just one moment he's just gonna say Namaste, bitches. Drake Bell makes Christopher Daniel Bonds look like Josh Keaton. (laughs) He makes Tobey Maguire look like Josh Keaton. Mike Morales looked like Tom Jaskey did. Spider-Man's <laughs> annoying. The other heroes are jerks. And minus points for not even using an actual female character for your token chick. They just took a random C-list character and just added a new female incarnation. That's just lazy. <laughs> yeah. I really only like Agent Coulson because when he gets into his role as the principal, it's pretty hilarious. Like when he was trying to save the budget. Oh, yeah. Fury, we need you to change what little grade you meet. Then we can save the budget. Dude, they... Apparently, yeah, um... I, uh, is, um... Which I believe is the one using... Um, it turns out she is in the comics. Uh, she made her debut in Avengers Academy a while. Yes, sometime last year. to the show. Like they did with yeah. Red Peel and Superhero Squad. But at least then he's a character that, of an original idea. Mm-hmm, true. So yeah, well, technically, according to this, um, Red Peel was introduced in the initiative. That's what I said. They Hold on, when did Superhero Squad debut? 2009. 
But it was in production before then. Yeah, so... Speaking of Superhero Squad, I did enjoy that nod. I did enjoy that nod. I like the cameo of, with the Superhero Squad in um, the most recent episode of the Ultimate Spider-Man. Exactly that that My feet! Where they showed the old, like, uh, they, when uh, Tony Stark was tr- giving uh, Spider-Man a tour of Stark Industries, and they introduced this big, giant thing that can rip your molecules apart and send you to multiple realities. And they showed, and Peter was brainstorming all the possible realities since, like, the Superhero Squad universe. <laughs> Uh, and the only like this show with cameos and probably isn't a good show. I mean, I mean one of the I, things I, that I, I like about the show... Brand came on Avengers Earth Minus Heroes, so... Hey, cameos are cameos, and I do... And plus, when you have cameos, there are also going to be villains. Hmm. What I do like about the show, though, is that it kind of, you know, it's it's a good show for kids, so I think it'll really get, like, kids interested in comics and whatnot. Yeah, I think that's what the, um, probably the main reason why people don't like this show is because it is clearly geared towards children instead of being, trying to cater towards yeah. an all-ages all audience. Like yeah. how it's definitely not a harsh show, at like, time. Yeah. It's Teen Titans. Oh no, Teen Titans did actual storylines though. I was saying the uh no, I the only show that I say from D that was clearly blatantly catered towards kids was Crypto the Super Dog. And yes, I'm using the modern D C cartoon realm from Batman on. That was the only show that was actually catered to kids. That you know is catered Junk to kids. kids. Yeah, kids who can't wait till they have to read the credits. Yes, preschool. Because that's who. That's the only type of show that actually announces the title of the show of the episodes. From what I've learned. <laughs> that is true. But. Um, wait. They don't announce the titles on My Little Pony. Yeah. But that was catered to a a little bit older girl audience, not preschool. Um, But I'm saying my brother also didn't... One thing that my brother doesn't like about it is the fact that Kid Nova... Sam Alexander, who is also introduced, was just recently introduced into the comic books. And named after Jeff Loeb's dead son. Mm-hmm. Jeff Loeb probably checks off his son's grave every night. <clears throat> uh, uh, bad jokes. Bad jokes. Yeah, I don't much care for Nova, but honestly... All the characters are either bland or obnoxious, but the thing I can't stand is Pete is an asshole. I There's been times when Spider-Man's been a jerk, but in this series, he is an unapologetic asshole. 
And I do yes, not like that. It's a little wires. too much like Generator X and Ben 10 for my day. Well, duh. Yeah, he, is. he is a jerk, especially by the Iron Spire. He was purely jerk material, and also um, more so when he's dealing with Nova. Great town, great responsibility. What are those again? Although he and does he show, show like, tries to have like a serious moment, it just can't balance this. It it tries like it. In great responsibility. It, the second episode, he he does try and actually tries to cater to the uh, the four new member is um crew, which is now which is for people who don't who have no because they you haven't properly introduced the show properly or the general basis of this show, it's pretty much Spider-Man leads the team with Iron Fist, Power Man, White Tiger, and Nova. And they all have <laughs> to <tie> up <laughs> Although in great responsibility, he does tell him at that moment where he's like, hey, look, look, you have to help pe- save people. Don't let them get injured. I think that was like the only time I've seen him actually act responsible. Probably. Yeah, I'm surprised this. What if I believe that this role should have the same moment of angst, realization, and when it found out that that Uncle Ben was killed by a mugger that he could have stopped. Yeah. Well, fancy that. Wait, wait. The guy I let go. Uncle Ben would be alive if it wasn't. If I stopped, if I didn't. Wait, oh, wait, you're alive. But do you really want that uber angst or like. Like, I think the reason why Batman succeeded is because the angst, like, um, with Batman's parents being dead, it didn't, like, obviously overcome, like, wasn't, like, obvious, like, I'm brooding, brooding, brooding. It's more like, I'm going to kick someone's ass. Yeah, but it's realistic. I mean, this is like favorite uncle. Of course, he's got angst. Uh, yeah, but stuff. it is. Parents. But you. Remember? Yeah. Oh, oh. But the fact that they established it one year later. And it's it just left. Can we really go? Can we just skip this then? We have to discuss it. But what are we talking about? The living shit out of it. You know, we all know it pisses you off because it's fun, because it's lighthearted, and it's not catered to your twenty. No, no, it's you- not. It's not. Period. <laughs> <pick it. laughs> here's go. Here's go. Okay, um, the story is, well, you should know the story. There came a day where Earth's mightiest heroes were needed to fight the battles, and thus the Avengers were formed. Um, typical... Yes, we're doing... Um, it's the I fact, honestly oh, enjoy... I hate the fact that the season two credits now suck. Oh, yeah, the season two opening... They should have just is made it, it like Ultimate Spider-Man just go 
logo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when I get the... If I ever buy a DVD, I'm just going to splice them all. Just going to rip them all, edit them, and in the original intro, because fuck you, Nick Fury, because you have little to do with this show. And and stop being so damn composite with your character. Either you're the Samuel Jackson Nick Fury, or you're the original white Nick Fury. You can't have it both ways. Well, now that I believe from the footage from season two... So unfortunately, he is now looking like the Sam Jackson Nick Fury, which is what they're go- also doing in the Marvel Universe. 616 Marvel Universe. Fuck, this is yep. getting out of hand. It's all for the new movie. How do you explain that, though? Just have an entirely new guy who just so happens to have the name Nick Fury? Technically, well, actually, yeah. it's Nick Fury's son, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Marcus... In the miniseries Battle Scars, which just wrapped up, uh, Marcus Johnson, an Army Ranger, is Nick Fury's son with a uh, CIA agent. Also, Nick the, Nick Fury is going to die because he no longer has the Infinity Formula. And also, Marcus Johnson's real name is Nick Fury Jr., but um, the Atlanta um, hospital he was at is like Fort Knox. In terms of documents. Uh, On the plus side, the Bowstars miniseries did introduce Agent Coulson to the Marvel Universe proper. Alright, so I really like the beginning of the first season where they did like character focus episodes on. One of my favorites was Captain America. Like, somehow I never really saw his backstory and. It was really eye-opening. Same with Black Panther. Um, I, it was just really cool to see. So, um, what, were, what are some of you, you guys' favorite episodes? Uh, I always enjoyed uh, Gamma World. Uh, the, it's a pretty fun show. I think you need to watch There's so few standalones in Season 1 that I can actually say. Uh, but the Gamma World 2 part, uh, I... Let me think of some other stuff. Uh... This uh, one involving this ice blizzard, uh, the season two premiere, with the, the Fantastic Four. Tsunami's back, bitches. 